and after the earthquake, a fire. And the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of gentle blowing. 1 Kings 19 verse 12. I think we have a major problem. We do not hear God because we don't expect it to be a whisper. We don't expect it to be gentle. Our expectations, our presumptions are that he should speak in a mighty crashing wind or an earthquake or a ripping fire. That's what happened with Elijah here. It's an easy mistake to make and it's easy to to fall into the trap of wanting to have the massive, the glorious, the loud, and that that's the way God ought to speak to me. And I'm suggesting, and I think if you, if you get nothing out of Pete Gregg's book, this is the chapter to look at. Because I think that it's possible, in fact it's more probable, that God speaks to you more often than you think even more than you even possibly realize. Um, There's an interesting incident in Mark chapter 6 where there's been a whole lot of stuff that happens and Jesus says to the disciples, get in the boat, go to the other side um, ahead of me. And there's this whole big storm that uh, uh, blows up and there's Jesus walking on the water And it says there, he was about to pass them by. Strange words in a sense. Is that here they are and there's this whole thing going on. And Jesus is walking to the other side. And he's just, I don't know how it looked, but I mean he's just walking and he's going. And here they are and they must have seen him and he must have seen them. And he continues to walk. And it was as if he was going to pass them by. And and they're looking and they're saying, what's going on here? Why? Why would Jesus want to walk past them? I think it's part of the character of who God is. And I think it's important that we note this. Because the same thing happens, and that's what I read from Luke Um, 24 verse 14 and 15 where it says that he was they were chatting together Jesus joined in the conversation but their eyes were prevented from seeing him they couldn't recognize that it was Jesus and at the end of that chat that walk it says what it says Jesus made to as if he was going further it's the same as he made to walk past them And they had to say to him, hey, why don't you stop over? It's getting dark. Come and have a meal. After the resurrection, I wonder how many people Jesus appeared to and they didn't have a clue. They were not expecting a dead man walking. In John 1 verse 10, it says, that the world did, he came to the world, but the world did not recognize him. And I'm saying to you and I, when it comes to hearing God and the whisper of God, 
How many times do we not see him? Do we not hear him? Do we not recognize him? Because of our presuppositions, our assumptions that God will speak to me with thunderous voice. The truth is, when Jesus comes as an expression of God's love, he comes to a... a little manger, a place where animals eat. That's where Jesus is born. He didn't arrive at the emperor's palace. He didn't. God is not pushy. He's not showy. He's not pretentious, presumptuous, invasive, controlling. God does not do that. He comes with gentleness and humility And the possibility that you might miss him entirely because he's walking and he's making to walk past. Jesus is quite prepared to walk away from the spotlight and from adulation. In Mark's gospel, it's a thing that comes up regularly. Don't tell people about this. And it says, it's often that there's the sense of hiddenness You see, I think the essence of this is that God is waiting. As the disciples, they said, hey, come, get in our boat. As these two on the road to Emmaus said, hey, come into our home. God is saying to us, through all this stuff, I'm waiting for the invite. You want to hear me? You want to know me? You want to experience my presence? I'm waiting. And I think, as I said last week, that Revelation two, um, 3 verse 20, where it says, See, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and have dinner with him and he with me. We will commune together. And we've, in the evangelical church, made that about salvation. You know, oh, invite Jesus into your life. And it is true. But I think this is a daily occurrence. That it's so easy to see Jesus walking by or knocking at the door. We have to invite him into our boat, into our house, into our lives. If we want to hear and know him. Elijah on Mount Horeb, don't forget when that little video clip that you saw just now, it says that Elijah walks all the way down a long way into the Sinai Peninsula to Mount Sinai, Mount Horeb, where uh, Moses received the Ten Commandments. And it's interesting because the Ten Commandments come with rocks being split, mighty storm, fire, The finger of God, it's this dramatic moment, this enormously significant event. And Elijah will know that that's where Moses received the Ten Commandments, just like that. Howling winds, burning trees, splintering rocks. And then the same thing happens to Elijah. It's these mighty winds and splintering rocks and fire, however it happened. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. And each time God says, I'm not in the storm. 
I'm not in the earthquake. I'm not in the fire. And then it's this gentle whisper. It says in the original, essentially, um, I wrote it down here somewhere. I've lost my way in my notes again. <laughs> the sound of a gentle silence. What is a gentle silence? The old American Indian proverb that says, you cannot see your reflection in running water, is a sense of also you cannot experience God if you're at, at 100 miles an hour the whole time. You have to stop. You've got to invite him. And God begins to speak to Elijah in a new way here. And he says to him, it's in the whisper. All the stuff that happened with the prophets of Baal on the mountain, the fire coming down, consuming the altar, all that other stuff, didn't make that much difference to Ahab and Jezreel. They were still as bad as they ever were before. And I've seen often people who've experienced God's power in the most amazing ways, in healing or uh, being visited by God in some dramatic way. And I, I look at them there, and I look at them two years later, and there's, there's, there's no shift. And I, I, I'm distraught, because you would think, if we just had miracles every Sunday, or if we just had God fly across Bishop Stortford with a banner saying, God is at Bishop Stortford Vineyard, why don't you guys all go? You'd think everyone would rush and it would change the whole world. Well, it doesn't. Healing does make a difference for the person healed. But if you look at how many healings Jesus did and how many things that, that were miraculous that happened through his life as a natural thing of the kingdom coming, and yet... At the end, there's a handful of people who are actually following. 5,000 more saw bread broken and, and multiplied. You see, it's, a, it's, the, it's not the fire or the earthquake or the wind. It's the gentle, quiet breath of God. Often in the anticlimaxes, after the event. And I think that's enough for today. But I think that I'll conclude by just saying this. I think God is speaking to us profoundly at the moment. Both on a one-by-one -one basis as I listen to your lives at the moment but also to us corporately. And I think that we need to spend time saying, Lord, come in. Come in. I want to invite you into my boat. I want to invite you into my home. I want to invite you into this part of my life or that part of my life. And so we're not going to pray for individual things as we conclude now. We just, I'm just going to pray that we would have the capacity to hear what God is saying to us. Father, we're so taken with the dramatic, the spectacular, the so-called successful. And yet it is, the, it is the tortoise and not the hare 
that wins the race. Help us to be faithful day after day. Help us to be consistent in our pursuit of who you are and what you are for our lives. Help us to come each and every day and lay on the altar those broken bits of our lives that are in need of repair, that are hurt and damaged. Those parts of our lives that are uh, celebratory and, and glorious because you have given to us so much. And we ask that your fire would fall on each of us. That there would be a sense of your burning presence within our own lives. And we today, today together as your congregation in this place, in this moment, in this town, we say, come and get in our boat, Lord. Come and get into your house here. Come and get into my life in a new and fresh way. We want to be quietly listening for that gentle whisper, that gentle breath, that little word here and there. And we want to be able to just acknowledge again that it is you. We look to you, not to anything else around us. Father, direct our footsteps that we will see your kingdom come and your will be done in our own lives, in our own congregation, in our own town and country, in our lifetime, we pray in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen.